Welcome to Never Buy the Book Podcast. This is your host, Kelly Scholes. At 24, I was dead broke and a full-blown alcoholic. By age 40, I was completely debt-free and a millionaire. Now I share my secrets of success and transformation with audiences around the world as a speaker, success mentor, and of course, your podcast host. Each Never Buy the Book episode features a guest who has overcome obstacles to build an incredible life of fulfillment. If I were to consider our next guest by name alone, the first words to come to mind is misnomer, because Tommy Mello is anything but mellow. He is a high energy superstar who lights up everyone around him with his infectious energy. Tommy Mello is the owner operator of A1 Garage Door Service author of Home Service Millionaire and host of Home Service Expert Podcast. Tommy has many claims to fame, include going from $50,000 in debt to owning a $50 million home service business in less than seven years. These days, he also teaches others how to manage and grow a thriving home service business. In an episode we've entitled ADHD, Harness the Power to Lead Yourself and Others, We'll explore the blessings and challenges of having what seems to be an unlimited energy resource. Well, the Lala Seven is ten uh, percent. Your your principal investment doubles every seven years. Yeah. Um, I think people should know that because I was very fortunate. My cousin one day was driving in his red Corvette. I was sixteen, and he looks at me and he goes, "Tommy, I want you to start a Roth IRA today. We're going to go open up one." And he goes, I think what I'd really like to see you do is put 300 bucks away a month. So I was doing that until I was 20. Then I bumped it up. Yeah. Um, you know, in a Roth, I think they limit it to 5,500 or at least they used to. But right. but I used to max it out. And now that's 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 earning compound interest on yeah. post-tax money. And that's I, what I did was I did a self-directed. I put it into a really good investment. And that's going to be, it was a five-year investment. And next year it'll have five hundred thousand dollars in a Roth. Yeah. So I just, I just, if you think about it, then I always have fun with math. I, I write this stuff down. So if it's five hundred grand, now I hate to say this, but I'm thirty eight. <laughs> so, so let's just say I'm fifty nine. So that allows it to go seven, seven, and seven. So that allows me to double. So it goes to a million, then it doubles again to two million, then it doubles again to four million. So if I'm fifty nine. Right. I've got, you know, with inflation, that might not be that great, but when I'm 59, that's not a bad deal, depending, I might be able to earn more interest than that. So um, it's fun when you get to the math and you understand, but it could be your worst enemy. I mean, Einstein yeah. said it, compound interest is the most uh, largest thing in the universe. It's it's yes. literally nuts. Yeah, it can go against you too. If you've got a lot of debt and you don't know how to manage that debt, it can go against you. What are your thoughts on that? Because um, I'm a big fan of good debt. And you might say, well, there's no such thing as good debt. And I say, listen, if I could borrow against, right now I'm a big fan of just take everything out of your home you could. A lot of people, they want to feel safe so they pay their house off. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you could lock in 3% and you could figure out a way to make 9% or 10%, that's 7% on all that money. So if you got a $500,000 house and you pull out four hundred, dollars don't have to pay your PMI, um, that's $28,000 a year. And I'm like, but people are like, yeah, but I don't feel, I don't, I don't, they, they want that, I don't know, that, that good warm feeling that everything's paid off. 
And I, I understand Dave Ramsey says that too, but as a business owner, I just don't feel like that's the way to do it. I feel like you got to understand leverage and not take well, advantage. But that's the thing is you got to understand leverage, right? You got to understand your risks. Okay. When you consider that 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Would I recommend them leverage debt? Absolutely not. And right. I hope you would not recommend them to leverage debt. No, because it's it's the uh, Parkinson's law. Uh, if it's in the account, they'll spend it. Right. And if they got a credit card, they'll spend it. Right. You know, they, they talk about toothpaste, how, you know, the last you brush your teeth, you're really generous yeah. with you're generous with the toothpaste. But when it's running low, I mean, you can make that last a couple extra weeks yeah, right. it up and get it out. And uh, I think that applies to, to people, too. I mean, they get their paycheck. They go out for filet mignon and a nice bottle yeah. of wine that night. But day seven, if it's week to week pay, they're, they're drinking. Uh, they're eating Campbell's soup. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way it goes. And it's crazy. And I say this, this is, this is, this is what I teach my, my, my family, my internal customers. Um, if you can't save money at 30 or 40,000 a year, you can't save money at a hundred thousand. Right. Uh, I hate to say this, but my sister's yeah. a good example. They make lots and lots and lots of money yet. They never have any money. And I'm like, you guys make like 500 grand a year right. combined. How the hell do you not have money? And they never call me like they're broke or whatever, but right. I'm just, but they spend it. They spend it. There's and I'm like, people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, but, but here's the deal. Delayed gratification. Yeah. It's, this is not my money. This is my future self's money. And if you really could compartmentalize that and just have it come out of your account, I don't even, you know, once a year you can look at it, but don't, don't look at that money. It's, it's not easy to do, but once you get good at it, it's like. Well, think about what, what you said earlier is you started with $300 a month in your IRA in your Roth right. IRA. Okay. And then when I'm talking about finances, I always tell people little things add up to big things. It's just like little hinges swing big doors. Right. So if you start small, eventually you can get to big and delayed gratification. If you pay attention to your needs now, you can have what you want later. Well, you know, the, the thought process is consistency. Mm-hmm. And don't think about this year. Think about the next 10. I, I think, yeah. um, who was I listening to the other day? It was um, not Steve Jobs. It was uh, Microsoft. Um, Anyway, he was talking about like if people would just think about their life instead of thinking right. about well, as Americans, I think we, we want to get it done today. We want to get it done this right. year. It needs to go from zero to hero. We love this get rich quick on the internet stuff. And I'm like, look, I've been doing garage doors for 15 years. It really yeah. started kind of the compound effect took place in the last couple of years. Um, and I'm very, very fortunate. I'm excited for what's happening. And, you know, there's, there's, more money in our account than I've ever imagined. And I don't like it in our account, actually. I want to invest right. it into something because right now I think the burn rate's around 20% with inflation. And I don't know if you, you you know what I'm saying there, but but if it's sitting in an account and it's not making money. Right. Um, so I'm like, what can we go buy another company? What, what can we do with this money? <laughs> uh, let's figure out a way to really use it to where inflation, I, I don't know what your thought process is, but I think, you know, I don't know if you know much about Jimmy Carter, but when he was president, they had to to hedge inflation. They had to raise interest rates to 15, yep. 18, 19 percent. Yep. And that's smart to do. That sounds evil, but that's the only way to make 
right. The, the, the inflation slowed down, um, but right now they can't do it because there's too many things going on. So they're not going to raise interest rates. Uh, it's, it's kind of scary in a lot of ways <laughs> because the dollar is becoming less and less valuable. Right. Right. But something I want my audience to hope, hopefully they heard you say is it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to, you know, the get rich quick schemes. Yeah. You're, you're a 50 million or going to be a $70 million company, but you've been at this for over 15 years. You've, you've put the blood, sweat and tears in. You've worked the long hours. You've done all that. Oh, well, I did not only that, but I didn't have a pot to piss in when I got into the business. I didn't have a lot of money. So I put sweat equity into the business. And what happens with sweat equity is we tend to tell ourselves after we start making money, you know, we have a good year. We might have made a few hundred grand. And we say, wow, we deserve to go do this stuff and buy this and do this and do that. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't deserve it. (laughs) Right. Right now, you didn't have any money to invest. So pay back the business that paid you. And if you could put that money back in for a few years past when you think you should repay yourself, it tends to multiply. It's crazy what happens. Yeah. And um, it's a domino effect of how good it does. And for some reason, I'm telling you, and you know this, our ADD kicks in and we say, I'm going to be a real estate investor. I'm going to go flip houses. (laughs) And then you say, you know, all of a sudden you got three other businesses. And I remember one day I was sitting down, I was talking to my buddy, Dave, and I think I put this story in the book, but uh, I said, Hey Dave, I like to have my eggs in a lot of different baskets. That way if the basket falls over, I got an extra basket. He goes, Tommy, he goes, can you imagine if you put all your eggs in one basket that it would overflow into other baskets? And so that, that really resonated with me. So at the time, I think I had 15 LLCs or something crazy. And I started just kind of, getting out of things and just more and more energy time and focus came into a one. Yeah. And it's amazing what happens when you really, really channel your focus on one thing. And some people say, well, I need to have a few things going on because I, I just like to, and that's fine. But if you can just focus on the one big thing, the big hairy additions goal, and hopefully it's your business because your business will pay you back in yeah. dividends if, if you do it correctly. And it, and it doesn't even matter if you own the business. If you're an employee, if you focus on being the best employee you can be, you're going to end up in management. You're going to eventually end up owning a company of your own. So many people, like you say, they want to try this. They want, and I did it when I was younger. I mean, I, the amount of money I lost trying this and trying that. When I finally said, you know what, I'm done with that and did like you did, it's when the company started growing. And when I started growing as a person too. Yeah, they go hand in hand, don't they? It's yeah. it's literally, um, I had to change. You know, Darren Hardy talks about, and I talk about this a lot, he talks about the 100 things he wanted in a wife. So he made this list and he just starts writing down, writing down, writing down this huge list of what he wanted in a woman. And he looks at this really beautiful list he just came up with <laughs> of his dream woman and says, wait a minute, I got to become... Who do I got to become to get a woman like this? Right. So he wrote down a hundred things that he would have to become to get a woman like that. And so what I tell people is write down a hundred things that your business needs to become for you to get the type of employees you want. I yeah. think that it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a different paradigm. It's a different way of thinking, but man, I'll tell you what, 
I had 10 people waiting outside of my door during COVID to turn in all their PTO and, and they, they wanted to donate it to other people. They are literally like, we want this company to stay together. Um, people want, wanted to take pay deductions. This is before the PPP money and all that mm-hmm. crap, but I couldn't believe it. The people were willing to give up everything to just make sure we stuck together like yeah. a family. Um, and we did, we, we, we ended up, I think we laid off a few people that between you and I, uh, I kind of wanted to, yeah. regardless of COVID, <laughs> it was just a good excuse. But other than that, uh, we did really well through the process. And I think we went from 180 or 90 employees to now we're about 400. So it's crazy what's happened just since, since COVID. And I, I'm sorry, I keep using that word. It's, it's kind of depressing to think about it, but yeah. COVID has been a blessing and a curse all at the same time, hasn't it? You know, don't get me started. I, I might piss a lot of people off if I start talking. My dad got COVID and almost passed away, and I love right. him. I, like he's my best friend, and uh, he he made it through, and he's doing good now. But you know, I just I, I don't know. There's it's, it's whatever I say, I'll make someone mad right now. But but you know, we we, we were fortunate to make it through here, and, and we're we're very thankful. Good. So, what's next for Tommy? You know, I'm really I'm learning all about. Uh, this crazy, awesome, sexy word called arbitrage. And when you could, th- there's a, a good, there's a good uh, way to explain this to you is there was clipper ships in the 1860s, 1960s. Uh, there was a gold rush in California and clipper ships were the fastest ships at the time. And they could go from New York all the way over to California in a couple of days. They were very, very fast. And what they did is they bought a dollar pair of shoes and they sell it for six bucks. And so they could buy it in New York for really, really cheap and then sell it for a lot more money there because, it, you know, so that's called arbitrage. They buy it for one and then they the, the difference from one dollar to six is five. So that five dollars is considered arbitrage. So I could buy businesses. And I'm very, very fortunate in the way that if I was talking to you as a business owner and you're making, let's say, five hundred thousand in EBITDA, uh, which is just basically profit, you know that. Um what would happen is I would say, what do you love about what got you into this business, this garage door company? And you tell, tell me what you love and your passion. And I say, do you love QuickBooks? Do you love hiring? Do you, right now, is it easy for you to hire? Uh, do you love, do you love the accounting? Do you love the payroll? And you'd probably say, no, 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 no. Supply chain's crap and I can't hire anybody. And if I said, listen, at 500,000, you're probably worth a million and a half. What if I told you we could come in do all your hiring, do retrain all your guys, get you on a really good CRM. Uh, we want an opportunity to buy you at 3 million. So double what you're worth today. We're going to fix everything. And I'm going to give you a ton of money. I want a note that buys it for 3 million. We got to get you on service tonight. I want to be the managing member of the company and we're going to retrain everybody. And it's great because you're going to make double what you're worth and you're going to make a hell of a great salary. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go do this a hundred times, and get that $500,000 business to a million. And if you do it a hundred times, it's a hundred million of EBITDA. That's worth $2 billion. And it's crazy. So the next chapter is, you know, we're a platform company. We're, we're becoming really, really good at uh, acquisitions. We're building a whole team dedicated to it. So I'm starting a best practices slash buyers group. It's starting in November. And the goal is to get all these companies in and to say, there's three levels of it. The third level is we partner with you and we say, 
you know, what would it look like if you were powered by A1? Mm-hmm. We look at your conversion rate, average ticket cost per acquisition, but more importantly, the culture and leadership. I think that's got to come with it. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on that. We're building a house up in uh, Desert Ridge. Um, you know, I've always said, people are like, what, what is in it for you, Tom? What, what do you want? And I said, I want to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. You give me those three things and and it's actually becoming uh, it's becoming real. And uh, a lot of people are like, but it's not it's not your. It's not up to you to have to take care of everybody. And I'm like, eh, I don't think it's I don't think I don't look at it like that. I don't take care of anybody. They take care of me. But uh, I, it's like Peter Parker. What did his uncle say? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I just feel like if I could help out a lot of people and help the world. Um, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So I think philanthropy is probably in my future. But right now, I want to grow a one to the biggest machine it's ever going to be. And then um, we do some world traveling here. I don't know. We'll see. So you are you just in Arizona or have you branched out from Arizona? We are in 19 states. 19 states. Okay. But you would think we'd be doing a lot more revenue. Arizona is the monster. It's like half of that revenue. Um, it's really hard to get the same culture here in like Minnesota or Detroit or, or Milwaukee or Florida, you know, it's happening, but it just happens slower. So I never really understood. There's what's called Greenfield that's growing organically. Then there's acquisitions and, um, you know, to get to where we've gotten, I'm really, really proud of it. And I love the idea of growing Greenfield, but I can shave five years up by going into just straight acquisitions. And there's so much room. I mean, if I buy, if I had a million dollar business and I, I paid them extra, I gave them six times EBITDA, six million bucks. I'm still worth 18 to 20 million the day I buy it from that same company. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, I mean, drug dealers can't do this kind of stuff. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like it. It's like, this is like making money out of thin air and it, it works because, you know, private equity companies, that's what they want. They want a platform yeah. that they can put more underneath. Yeah. And it's just fascinating to me. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing and 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 I really am enjoying it. And I get to talk to really, really smart people. So awesome. And your podcast, how's your podcast going? It's great. You know, it's a home service expert, and we get great guests in there. You came on there. Um, we've had a just a ton of great, 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 great people. And um, you know, I've been asked to speak now. I'm speaking this week in Vegas. Um, speaking again at the end of the uh, at the end of next month, and then I got four more speaking. It's crazy how many people just because of the podcast it opens yeah. up doors. Yeah, and people that I might have to pay ten grand to come talk to me for a day uh, gladly come on the podcast and share all their secrets. So it's basically <laughs> it's consulting for me is what yeah. it is. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So how can people get a hold of you? If someone wants to get a hold of me. Uh, Facebook's a great way. Tommy Mello. Um, okay. They can email me. Uh, I, I'm not that hard to find. Uh, um, I don't, I'm not crazy. I don't give out my phone number because I never right. answer unless you text me, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me online okay. and uh, I get back to people pretty quick. So, something I want my guests to realize here is, you know, my podcast about people that have overcome stuff. We've talked a lot of business stuff here today because Tommy and I, you know, we met through business, but, Look at what Tommy's done. 
you know, he's taken and harnessed his energy, his ADHD and focused it on business. And if you do that with anything that, that you want to do in life, you can accomplish anything you want. Perfect example of yourself, right? Yeah. You know, it's really one of the things I've tried to do and I'm really bad at this. I don't talk about my feelings very often and I'm not really great at reflecting. So I try to make time to reflect. Uh, There's a book by Dan Thurman called Off Balance on Purpose. You see, when I'm closer to God and I'm hanging out with my family every day, I'm probably not focusing on work as much and I'm not working out as much. It's impossible to be perfectly emotionally with, with, with whatever your faith might be working out, taking care of your body, which is your temple, um, close with your family, close with work. <laughs> it's just, so, so life is about not, people say, I want to be very balanced. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's very, I don't love that word. I like off balance because there's going to be different times of your life that you're going to need to give a lot of time to work. You might need to give a lot of time to a relationship at a different time. Mm-hmm. And it's just realizing that. And I love the people Oh man, I love the people that come into my office. So I start out every orientation that I do. And I've got this offering uh, that you would pass around at church. And I got these little envelopes for tithing. And I say, hey guys, just anything you can spare, just throw it in the thing and, and I'll just collect after at the end of this. And they all look at me like I'm crazy. And I am, I'm just joking with them. But I go, if the priest and the pastor could talk about money for the first 10 minutes of every sermon, we're going to talk about sales. This is the job. Car salesman, talk about selling cars, real estate agents, talk about selling real estate. We're going to talk about selling garage doors. Okay. And I love the people that, that might fall off in a a year and go on glass door and be like, all they do is talk about sales. Not necessarily, but, but that's like, that's like a banker talking about money. Right. You know, it's not a bad word. I am just so sick. Look, when you met your wife, you were a salesperson. You had to sell her on you. Okay. We all are in sales, whether you like it or not. And, People look at it like they get that bad connotation with it of just this, this used car salesman. And this is just not the case. You shouldn't hate sales. But um, I went off on a little tangent there, but I just, I can't stand it when people talk about sales like that. And I just think it's important that sales need to be discussed. And you know, the, the, the secret here that we have is everybody's on performance pay. Mm-hmm. So when they win, I win. And I love that because I could cheer them along and say, dude, you made three grand this week. Hell yeah, that's exciting. But I never want to look at it and be like, oh, this guy's worked here 18 years, so now he's tenured. Right. That's one thing I hated about my university. Of U- I went to the University of Arizona uh, for my master's, and, and you know, I never got anything out of the tenured teachers. I got a lot out of the people that came back there because they made so much money in the private sector. Right. They wanted to come back and teach because they had they had a passion for it. They didn't try right. to just move up and not do anything. Uh, it's like uh, politicians that never really made it in the real world. It's just not as good. You know, <laughs> you don't want to get me started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for being on Tommy. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. This is great. I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you for listening to never buy the book, share it with someone you care about and don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast app. So you'll never miss an episode. As we close today, remember, if you're not doing it by the book, you might just be on to something great. Until next time, be great.